happy congregation. How nice it is. I've been to churches where you walk in and everybody's sitting there all gloomy, you know, all quiet. And uh, it's nice to come where people are happy and shaking hands and singing and rejoicing. Praise the Lord. Preaching in the uh, pulpit may be uh, three kinds of, of preaching, I guess I should say. First of all, there is proclamation. That's uh, authoritatively proclaiming the word. Thus saith the Lord. Proclaiming the word. Then there's teaching. Presenting and explaining the word. Then there's sharing. As the speaker, pastor, whoever it might be, uh, says, this is what it means to me. Let me tell you what's on my heart. Uh, and I prefer the proclamation. Here's what God says, and what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I always feel power that way, you know. <laughs> this is what God says. And, uh, but, you know, this this kind of preaching is losing ground today because we don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> we don't want to tell them, this is what God says, and this is what you need to do. And then sometimes we need teaching, as I, as I said, about certain doctrines, and we need to know the background, and we need to know the language, and so on and so forth. And that's a wonderful, they're all wonderful kinds of preaching. And then sometimes the speaker just has something on his heart that he just wants to share, you know. Uh, and so these are the three main kinds of, of preaching that we hear. And one of these days, I'm, I've heard your pastor preach, and he's a good preacher, and I'm going to sneak in someday, you know, when I'm not preaching, to hear him preach. So, watch out. So, uh, tonight I want to, uh, I want to be, I guess it'll be the, the kind of uh, sharing in a way. Because I want to preach on one of my favorite subjects. Psalm 102, or excuse me, 107, verse 28, if you have your Bibles. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. And then in the New Testament, the book of John, uh, chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Let's just ask God's blessing on his word. Heavenly Father, how thankful we are to be gathered together on this Sunday morning, worshiping you. Thank you, Lord, for all who have come today. And we pray that as the service continues to progress, they'll continue to be blessed. And help us, Lord, to receive something from your word just now. And we thank you for it. Thank you for your presence. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Other than preaching on salvation and holy living, I think this is the most wonderful subject in the Bible. This is certainly what men and women want and need very desperately. We live in a pretty wild world right now, don't we? You know, uh, some of us were in these smaller towns and uh, things are fairly peaceful in Porterville and pretty peaceful up here and uh, all, all around us in this valley. But this world is, is getting pretty rough, isn't it? And uh, I think it bespeaks of the coming of the Lord soon. But uh, how we need peace. Peace is non-threatening. That's a subject we can always preach on and it's not going to mess up anybody's theology because we'll all agree, hey, we need peace. (laughs) And it's not such an exciting subject. Uh, In fact, it might even put some of you to sleep. And if you do go to sleep, then I'll know I've preached peace. <laughs> so, so if you drop off, that's all right. <laughs> but the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. And if you have Christ in your heart, then you really know what peace is. There's a lot of people in this world who are faking it. You know, they're stumbling through and they're going to all sorts of entertainments and they're laughing at this and trying to have a big time, but they don't have peace in their hearts. Isn't it wonderful to be a Christian? Hallelujah. And have the Prince of Peace abiding. I remember visiting in uh, Tennessee one time and uh, a great storm came up. There was lightning and there was thunder and trees were splintered. And in fact, I was standing on the porch watching this storm because, you know, I'm, if I'm out here in California. I hadn't seen a storm like that. Lightning and thunder and, 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 and a tree uh, about halfway between me and the end of this auditorium, about halfway back, about that far away. A big tree got a lightning struck it and it just splintered right down the middle. And I stepped back a little bit toward the door, but I still wanted to see it, so I didn't go in. But then all of a sudden, the next lightning struck a metal trellis on the porch right by where I was standing. Toing! <laughs> Believe you me, I stepped back in. <laughs> but uh, in a few minutes, it was just all gone. If you've been in the east, you know how that happens. Just, it's, it's just gone and the sun is shining and so beautiful. And I was out in the country, so I, I took a walk down a country path. It was really just a path. And, and the, the water droplets were shimmering in the trees and the birds were singing. And it was just so beautiful and fresh and, and as near as perfect peace as I had ever seen, you know. It was just a, just a, a wonderful time. It was just kind of, it made me think of the Garden of Eden, how beautiful it must have been and how peaceful it must have been. The storm had passed. And whatever the storm, Christ invites us to come in out of the storm. Come in out of the storm. If you 
are struggling and need peace in your heart today, come in out of the storm. Maybe everything is great today, but uh, what about tomorrow and, and the days ahead? There may be some times where you'll really need to come in out of the storm. There's a lot of kind of storms that we face in life. There's the fierce, scorching uh, blasts of the hot winds of uh, temptation that, that come upon us. And uh, temptation itself is not evil. It's when we yield to temptation. Or we maybe even delight in the temptations that we have. Then there are the storms of doubt and discouragement which tug at the anchor of the soul and threaten total shipwreck sometimes. We, we just, we, we doubt life, we doubt our Christian experience and we become discouraged uh, for one reason or another. And then sometimes we face the gales of disappointment, of bereavement, of the loss of someone we hold dear, and we wonder, will peace ever come? And then the soul may be churned into an angry sea of bitterness or jealousy against someone. Ooh, that's awful to have a bitter feeling towards someone and, and just seemingly not be able to get over it and just excuse ourselves because, boy, look what they did. They don't need any forgiveness. I'm not going to forgive them, you know, because that was a bad thing. And, and, and there again, uh, how that distresses us and disturbs us and keeps us really from being the kind of Christian that God wants us to be. And then we might even face the, the, the thundering chastening of God when we are rebellious or disobedient and sometimes uh, God chastens us did you, did you know he did that you know uh, you parents you probably chasten your children at, at times you know give them a little you know a little pat on the back only a little bit lower a little bit harder you know than <laughs> And you've probably uh, experienced the same thing when you were a child. And, and there is the chastening. The Bible talks about the, whom the Lord loves. He chastens. Wow. Just like you. You love your child. So you, you chastened your child. So he'd, he or she would grow up to be a, a good person. And understand what life is all about. So we have all of those things. And what is it we need and want in times like these that I have mentioned, we, we want peace. We want to get away from the miserable feeling that we have. We want to get away from the fears and the anxieties that we have. And we just long for, for peace in our hearts. Have you ever got caught in a, a real downpour where the rain came? There again, this is back east, not so much here. We, don't, we just get little trickles here you know but have you ever been in one of those real downpours where the rain came down and it was cold and and uh and you maybe you had to go a ways in it walking and finally you 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 got home and you took off your wet clothes and your coat and you had a nice hot cup of coffee or a cup of cocoa or something and how good it felt and uh you looked out the window and said, let it pour. Let it pour. I'm okay now. 
Remember the old song, Oh, the weather outside is frightful, by the fireside is delightful? Remember that? <laughs> well, some of you are too young to remember that. <laughs> well, we need a hiding place from our fears and our anxieties and those things that distress us. In Psalm 32, 7 says, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble. Who's it talking about? Talking about God. He is our hiding place. And the next time you feel distress of any kind, remember that he's there waiting. He's your hiding place. You can come to him and God will always, dare I say it? Yes, I dare say it. God will always comfort you. I don't ever recall a time when I haven't gone to God and needed comfort and he reached out and comforted my heart. Hallelujah. He loves us. He loves us. When we think about how much we love our children and just imagine God's love is far, even far greater than that. He loves us and he'll comfort us and he'll give us the peace that we need. It says, you're my hiding place. I remember uh, as a boy, uh, a small child, I, when I'd get in trouble or something would go wrong or would have a little fight with my friends or something or maybe mom or dad would get after me, I would run and hide in a certain place. And uh, this was a, my mother's bedroom closet and I'd sit on a suitcase behind the clothes and mother never knew it <laughs> nobody ever knew it and boy I could sit there and I could cry and I could feel so sorry for myself you know and uh, that was my hiding place well he is our hiding place amen Jesus is our hiding place the scripture says so right here and on this scripture again that I read it said on the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together. Hey, this was after the crucifixion. With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Can you imagine how fearful they were? Remember, they had seen the, the, the threatening and heard the threatening of, of the leaders uh, when Jesus would be preaching or speaking someplace. And, and, and they, were, they knew that they were plotting to get Jesus. Now Jesus was gone. And they were so fearful that they'd come after them. And they probably would have too. But it says, With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Guess what he said? Peace be with you. Isn't that great? Here they are, so fearful. Didn't know what was going to happen to them. Feared for their very lives. And Jesus, who they'd been following for three years, is gone. They don't know what happened. They don't know what's going to happen next. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes and he says, Peace be with you. That's a wonderful experience. You know that? Amen. And that experience can be yours. And I'm sure has been yours many times where the Lord spoke to you. And said, Peace be unto you. 
After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then it says, Then the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Now that's the secret to troubles when, when we need peace. Come before the Lord and see the Lord. Pick up the word and begin to read it. Think about all the promises that he has given Think about all the times when God has blessed you in the past. And look to the Lord. And then your disturbance, your problem, your hurt, your pain, whatever it might be, can become, well, it it just kind of disappears. Because you're thinking about Jesus. And how in the world could anybody be in the presence of Jesus and be afraid? (laughs) Isn't that right? Amen. You know, sometimes people, when they have trouble, they think, well, I don't want to go to church now. I just don't feel like it. That's the worst thing you can do. Stay home from church. The worse you feel, the more you need the church. And think of the many times when you have felt bad and you went to church and somebody shook your hand and the preacher preached and we sang the songs and and maybe had a dinner after church or something, whatever it might be, and how wonderful you felt. You went home feeling good. Praise God. Well, there was a storm on Galilee, several storms. You remember the disciples out there. And, and, and fearful, the storm was raging, and Jesus was sleeping. Remember that? And, uh, oh, they were scared to death. They really were. But the storm on Galilee did not compare with the one raging in the hearts of the disciples after the Lord was crucified. Oh, can you imagine what that was like? I like to kind of put myself in the place of some of these Bible characters when I read the the Bible. Can you imagine the disciples for three years, they've trumpsed around with Jesus and heard his word and saw the miracles, and all of a sudden, he's crucified before them. And what are they going to do? Well, if they'd have remembered his word, they would know that he was coming back. He said he was going to rise again, didn't he? Huh? He told them that. He said, I'm going to be crucified and in three days I'll rise again. Those are the exact words. But somehow they, they were having trouble with that. And all the perplexity and the confusion and the numbness and the fear that they had. Why does fear always dominate us in any adverse situation? Ultimately, whatever the bad situation that comes into our life, fear seems to dominate. If we're ill, we're fearful. But what is it? What what have I got? What's going to happen to me? Or if we're in financial stress, (laughs) we're afraid. You know, they're going to take my car. They're going to take my home. I don't know what. You name the problem, and you will remember that you experienced fear. Whenever some problem comes up, fear is the dominant uh, feature of your thinking. Well, this was a confusing day for the disciples. And they heard the the ladies say that uh, they had seen and heard an angel. And Peter and John had seen the empty tomb. But where was Jesus? (laughs) Oh, boy. Have you had such days? You know the promises of God. 
You know the promises of God. But where is he today? Lord, where are you today? Where are you when I need you? Well, keep praying. He'll show up. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll be. He's already there. He's already there. You just don't see him. You allow the obstacle or the object of your fear to stand between you and the Lord. Peek around that fear and there he is. He's ready to bless you. He's just waiting for you to look for him. And if you look, he'll be there. Oh boy. You know, I, I notice on TV, the, uh, on the Christian programs, they're always smiling. <laughs> they're always upbeat. I wonder, don't these guys ever have any bad days? <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Everything's always grand and great and wonderful. And bless God, if you'll send me a potion of your tithe, you will feel just like I do. Well, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> They're not all crooks. <laughs> There's a lot of wonderful people on television programs. But uh, there are some crooks. Believe me. Believe me. Well, in the evening, there they were, in the evening. Just gathered around. You know, the lady said they, they saw something and John and Peter, they're saying, hey, we saw the empty tomb. The stone was rolled away, and we, we saw the grave clothes. And, and there they were in the evening. And fears are usually magnified at night. You're tired. You review the events of the day. And those are the hard times at night, just like it was for the disciples. And the scripture says the door was locked because they were hiding in fear. Sometimes we, as I mentioned, separate ourselves from people when we're fearful. We just we don't want to, you know, that wonderful brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so that we like to talk to. Uh, we just don't want to talk to anybody. We just want to isolate ourselves. Worst thing you can do. But that happens sometimes. And I remember wonderful stories in the Old Testament that tell us about people who became afraid. King Saul, called of God, a mighty warrior. But he was scared to death of some guy across the holler there. <laughs> who was a great big guy, and his name was Goliath. And he just couldn't seem to trust the Lord at that time. Even Elijah, oh my, hiding from Jezebel, remember? He ran out and hid from Jezebel. That, that mean, nasty lady. <laughs> Gideon who were, was able to accomplish a lot of wonderful things, and yet there was a time when he was hiding out, you know, gathering his grain and hiding where nobody could see what he was doing. They were afraid. 
How can we who believe in God be afraid? I'm sorry to say, but it can happen. It can happen. But I, I suggest that when you are having troubles and you're fearful and you need peace, that you'll just stand up and say, I'm going to fight Goliath. I'm not going to let Jezebel tell me what to do. I'm going to stand for God. God is with me. Hallelujah. He's with me. He's with me. And don't ever doubt that he's with you. Don't rely on just how you feel for the moment. Because if you'll trust in the Lord, in a few moments you're going to feel really good. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll give you peace. He will always give you. I dare, I dare stand here and tell you. Oh boy. God will always give you peace. If you'll ask for it and sometimes have to search his words, sometimes have to do a little bit of praying. But God will always give you peace no matter what your situation is. And I've had people say, yeah, but pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You just don't know. That's the worst thing that ever happened to me and I just can't seem to get over it. Well, that's a shame to limit God, isn't it? Huh? To say, God, you can do this, and you can do that, and you can do the other, but you just can't seem to help me in my particular need. My, my need is greater. Oh, there's no need greater than God's need. I don't care what it is. And there may be some people right who are here today or have some anxieties and some fears. I don't know. I'll guarantee you there will come a time when every one of us will have some anxieties and have some fears. But look to the Lord and believe that he's there. Praise God. Because into this fearful, discouraging situation where the, the disciples were going through came Jesus. And I want to tell you that all the devils of hell can't keep Jesus from coming to the aid of those whom he loves. All the devils of hell can't keep Jesus away from you if you'll call upon his name. Amen. Now if you don't call, the devil will. He'll, he'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't call on Jesus, the devil will show up. And that sounds a little fanatical, but it's the truth. It's the truth. But when we begin to call on Jesus, there's no room for the devil. And when you've closed the door to your heart and fear rules the day, then you belong to Satan, not to the Lord. But when you open up your heart and say, Jesus, I need you. I need peace. This thing has got to me. This problem is too much. This sorrow is more than I can bear. Just listen. And you'll hear him say, Peace be unto you. He already said it. He already said it. And he'll say it to you. Praise his name. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Hallelujah. I think this is even more exciting than the day when they were out in the boat. And they thought the boat was sinking. And all of a sudden they looked over there and here come Jesus walking on the water. And they really got excited. 
but they were more excited when they were in that room all by themselves for fear of the Jews, and they didn't know what happened to Jesus except they saw that he was crucified, and all of a sudden Jesus confronts them and steps out before them, says, here I am, (laughs) here I am, praise God. Can you imagine the wonderful feeling they had? Oh, bless the Lord. The storm of their hearts was worse than even the storms of nature that they had faced. You can go a lot of you can go through a lot of things out there, but when you have no peace inside, then you're you're in trouble. Psalm one hundred seven twenty nine says, He calms the storm so that its waves are still, then they are glad because they are quiet. Then we are glad because they are quiet. Let me give you that again. He calms the storm so that its waves are still, then we are glad because they are quiet. Isn't that simple? God's word really isn't that hard to understand. He tells us everything we need to know. He tells us what to do when we need peace. And he's always there. And and I like as as a as a preacher, I like to be able to give some guarantees. <laughs> and and this is a guarantee I could give to you. Call upon the Lord and he'll be there. Amen. He'll answer you. Call upon him when you're When you need peace, Lord, I need peace, and he'll give you peace. And if the day comes where you call upon the Lord and he doesn't give you peace, call me up. (laughs) Say, hey, preacher, you didn't tell the truth. (laughs) I don't think I'll get any calls. I don't believe I'll get a single call because I believe that if you'll call upon the Lord, ask him to help you. Maybe you need help in forgiveness something you've done and it's troubling you maybe there's illness maybe there's financial reasons problems all kinds of things can happen you know you know what happens to you and sometimes we just we just as christians if we're not careful we we can't really decide what it is but we've seemed to have lost our peace that's the time you better hit your hit, hit your knees. <laughs> Call upon the Lord and say, Jesus, I need peace. And he'll give you peace. Praise God. There's a song that says, Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the one who always cares and understands. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you will find him. And you'll know him the same way the disciples knew him, the same way that Thomas knew him, by the nail prints in his hands. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, you know every heart. There's a lot of joy here in this service, a lot of gladness. But there may be some who need peace. And I pray that even now, as we look to you, that they'll feel the peace that passes understanding. They'll see Jesus. And they'll have the peace that their heart desires and that you want them to have. 
Hallelujah. And Lord, in the future days, we don't know what we're going to face as a country, as a community, as a family, as an individual. We don't know what we'll be facing. But Lord, if there are those times come where we, we, we've lost our peace, help us to look to you. Because you'll be there. You'll always be there. And you bring us the peace that we need. And if there's someone right now, Lord, that needs peace, I pray that they'll just reach out with their heart and say, Jesus, give me peace. I'm fearful about this thing. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. I need you. And Lord, I believe in a moment of time they'll feel the peace that passes understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for promising us a home in heaven. And thank you, Lord, for taking care of us until that day comes. In Jesus' name, amen.